Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Heather. And I'm Mark, and we are your co-hosts. And we're here to take a look back into the Jewish roots of our faith. For the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. This podcast is a part of the Youth Cartels Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It's Heather here, and I'm taking the lead on today's episode because we have another special guest, a friend of mine, James Whitman. James is the president for the Center for Judaic Christian Studies. It was founded in 1984 by Dr. Dwight Pryor, and I got connected with James because I took one of their courses, uh, Behold the Man, that was done by Dwight Pryor um, before he passed. And it's an excellent course. And I got connected with James. I said, hey, I wrote this book. Would you read it and give me your feedback? Because I would really value it. And he did. And that's how we got connected. And so, James, we're so glad that you are on the episode. And James also serves as a youth leader at his church, which makes him even more awesome for the (laughs) podcast. Heather, Mark, nice to be with you. And I love that last, I mean, you know, if you ever want to be introduced, you kind of have the thing that you really want to hit on. And it is tip, It is my wife of 30 years, mm. of four children, two launched, two in the home, and our passion for uh, young people expressed in, uh, yeah, as you said, we volunteer as uh, youth mentors, youth pastors in a local congregation here in Dayton, Ohio. So good to be with you. Yeah. That's that's awesome. awesome. Great to have you. Yeah. Well, hey, so today's discussion is going to be a fun one. We are talking about the importance of connecting the testaments and how Mm -hmm. we see that played out in scripture. And so James, this is something he's passionate about. So we're excited to hear from him. And so James, Let's start off the conversation with a question uh, of what are some ways that Jesus and other New Testament writers connected the Testaments? Because sometimes people open up their Bibles and they get really confused by the Old Testament. It feels really old. They don't understand how it connects with the New Testament. But we see Jesus connecting with it all the time. So share some of those instances with us. I appreciate the question because it has an answer buried in it, a question Jesus would have liked very much because it gives, it has insight. And I'm going to, you know, I was thinking about this. Well, I think about it all the time. (laughs) You know, I'm going to back up a a step because you mentioned it's my passion. Um, The Center for Judaic Christian Studies is a think tank of scholars in Jerusalem, both Jewish and Christian. And they are, um, you know, they're exploring the language, the culture, the literature of what we call academically the Second Temple period. But it's the milieu of before Jesus, his life, the times of the early church after all the way to the destruction of the temple and the um, the tragic uh, kicking out of the land by the Romans. And what's what we have found, and, and I know this will really... This guy, this turns your guys's engine as well. I'm like captivated. Me too. I'm, I'm like so no, I'm on the out. edge of my seat. <laughs> okay, so we know more about what Jesus' life was like, what um, his ministry meant in its context, than any generation perhaps since the third 
after Jesus because the gospel did what it was supposed yeah. to do, right? right? Went from Jerusalem to the whole world. And as a result of it, here we are yeah, with faith in the living God. But in that process of the temple being destroyed, Israel being completely dispersed throughout the world, um, we lost touch with the culture. Mm-hmm. And with the rebirth of Israel as a nation in 1948, it set off a renaissance of scholarship that is enriching the church. And I'd like to even add for such a time as this. Yeah. Um, and so it, interestingly, but little little quick personal context for me too, I was pastoring yeah. um, in Seattle uh, for seven years when I first read a book by Marv Wilson that was published mm-hmm. originally by the Center for Judaic Christian Studies, JC Studies, we'll just say. Mm-hmm. That's the recognizable point. And Erdman's. It's called um, Our Father Abraham by Dr. Yeah. Marv Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I got to give a shout out to Marv. He's a mentor of mine and, and uh, helps with the direction of our organization. It is in its 30th year. It's a perennial bestseller in its category, and it's mm-hmm. just undergone a second edition. Yeah, I love that book. There you go. And me too. It, it completely answered a series of questions I had as a pastor. And that is, why were we working so hard, so effectively, so efficiently, um, but we were not sat completely satisfied with the results we were seeing in the lives of our people? Right. Um, and this... This set me uh, on on my journey, which eventually led to the Dwight Pryor and JC Studies connection, which brings us full circle and here today. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. I discovered that book in seminary, but it wasn't assigned to me. I I hopped over to Erdman's, and the cover caught my eye, and I picked it up. Oh, brilliant! Nice. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. We could spend a whole podcast on anecdotes of. Uh, uh, anecdotes about people whose lives been influenced by that particular book. So, great sure. job, Doctor Marv, and and you know absolutely. What? Uh, um, when I'm going to get him on your show, that's what I'm going to come. Yeah, to. we would love that. That'd be awesome. He would love that as well. Yeah. So, uh, Heather, to your point, um, you asked the question: What are some ways that Jesus and other New Testament writers? How did they connect the Testaments? Mm-hmm. Well. Part of this is just an understanding of starting with that Jesus had a context, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You guys are really good at that. But for some people, that's still a real revolutionary thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dwight, who passed all too soon, one of the world's foremost scholars in the um, Jewish roots of the Christian faith and their application uh, to modern Christian lives, um, used to say, for most people, Jesus is like a kind of an Obi-Wan Kenobi figure. Uh-huh. That That's just, so true. He just appears, right? It really is true. Yeah. Almost out of nowhere. And then he starts and he's got these mystical powers. And right. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden you're kind of getting pulled along into a story that seems kind of abstract and um when nothing could be farther from the truth, we know from the Hebrew prophets, especially our friend Isaiah. You know, he was he was ordinary. He was an ordinary Jewish guy. Sure. Um, in the period, and so if we think, "Hey, I've got a cultural setting," and then we think, "Yeah, this is God's design." Jesus has a cultural setting. It, it yeah. It puts us at a different orientation. We're now kind of following him around, going, "Wow, 
what was your language? What were your mm-hmm. discussions about? Right. Um, so, for instance, let's go right to your question. Some ways that Jesus, right, um, is telling a continuing story. We have in Matthew five seventeen um, in the famous Sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. right there, right at the beginning, he says, I didn't come to abolish. Mm-hmm. And then he uses language like the law or the prophets. Right. Yep. Yep. And already we, we, we got a flag going, what, what, what's he talking about? Sure. Right. And then if we're not too quick to think we know what he means by law, and he doesn't even want us to stop there. Law and prophets, we recognize he's using shorthand language that everyone around him understood. And it meant the Hebrew scriptures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't come to abolish right. the Hebrew scriptures. Mm-hmm. And then he says something that's a, in, in, it's a little tricky because he says, I, you know, I came rather to, to fulfill them. Mm-hmm. Yet... The language there is more like I came to fill them full. Yeah. In the fulfillment of it, it doesn't mean that they no longer are valid. Sure. It means I've filled them full. I'm embodying um, the story in its next iteration, which we call the new covenant. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, guys, I, I know you love this language as I do. The Bible is telling the story of God. Mm-hmm. And one of the first big connections for me, and now look at this is after college seminary, you know, all my all my smarty pants stuff. Uh, I missed all this. Yeah, <laughs> we all did. No one talked about any of no. this. We don't talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it was my profs or if it was me. I, you know, it's a, it's a jumble, but the fact that I'd never had this thought before, the Hebrew scriptures are to Jesus, what the new Testament are is to us as believers. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's the Bible he read. That's the Bible he lived by. That's the one he understood how to follow God and taught others how to do the same. And he's and, interpreting himself in light of it. That's the scripture. Yeah. That and that that's heavy, and so he has this. He he would have an emotional reaction. I don't know if you've ever been in, you know, led a service or something. You had to hold that Bible next to your heart, you know, or hold it next to your ear. And we treasure these images of how we love the Word of God. That's how Jesus felt about the Hebrew Scriptures. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's enough. Yeah. I love your question. The New Testament wasn't even formed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And then, so, so we have Jesus, and I, to, to piggyback on what you just said, Mark, we've got Jesus with this text continuing the story, right? Mm-hmm. He's picking up a baton pass. Mm-hmm. Then we have him in Luke 24, the, the famous passage on the road to Emmaus. Mm-hmm. And in his resurrected form, his resurrected physicality, that's something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. He's by the power of the Spirit. He's opening their eyes to a post-resurrection Spirit outpouring reading of those same scriptures, and he uses the same language, beginning with Moses and the prophets. Mm-hmm. He opened their understanding. Um, so powerful to see Jesus 
pick up the storyline in his <laughs> incarnation. God and he us. still sees the story of the church as the continuation of the story of God. That's really big. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. And, and that's perhaps, you know, we, we, we're talking a little bit about the disconnect between Jesus, the artificial disconnect or the seeming divide between Jesus and those Hebrew scriptures. And it's a, it's a subject yeah. that we, that, that's our specialty at JC Studies. That's what we're passionate about. Heather, you referenced, behold the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it all starts with the master, which yes. is an important part of this message um, to your, you know, as you train leaders. Um, this isn't something new. <laughs> it's something old being renewed in the way we understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. it makes so mm-hmm. much sense. Um, but Mark, to your point, not only was Jesus ex- explaining his his role and his leadership in Israel and taking this to its new covenant um, expression, he was using those the same text to help the church in continuity with Israel, the people of God, to understand um, the implications of the new covenant, right? Why mm-hmm. the Son of Man had to suffer, he said in Luke 24, going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said, why, you know, how, um, what the, 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 uh, the resurrection mm-hmm. and how it's embedded in the story and it, it shows up continuously and um, then how repentance for um, from sin and restoration and relationship with our great mm-hmm. creator was be, to mm-hmm. be preached around the world. So both mm-hmm. these bookends of Jesus's earthly ministry before mm-hmm. he uh, ascended to the right hand of uh, the father, he's using um, the Hebrew scriptures to yeah. teach, um, to demonstrate, to explain. Um, he's just grounding everything in the revelation of God. So, so James, I have a question then. I'm sure maybe some of our listeners, and I've thought this myself in studying these types of things, is that then if this is the way that Jesus taught in the New Testament in bringing in the Old Testament, how then are Christians supposed to carry that balance, right? Like, what does the Old Testament mean to a Christian in the 21st century? And, you know, maybe some people might be thinking, do I need to follow the law? Like, what, what is this? How do I balance this out? How do I weigh this out as a Christian? Just a small question for you to tackle oh, in the last few oh, minutes. That here. is not a small question. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to turn that one over to Mark. <laughs> hey, seriously, before before James answers, something like one in 10 verses in the New Testament is a quote yeah. or an allusion to yes. the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And so if you pick up your New Testament and you just start reading without the idea of the general storyline or the story mm-hmm. of God, like James is saying, you're going to find yourself uh, kind of far afloat all of a sudden. and. Sure. Jesus doesn't just have a cultural context. He has a literary context. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so that, that's powerful stuff. There's not a book, a letter, um, in a gospel in our what we call our New Testament that's not full, chock-a-block full of this yeah. very discussion yeah. at a time and a place and full of the Hebrew scriptures. And, and like you said, Mark, wow, for, for instance, the book of Revelation never quotes the Old Testament, but it yeah. is so full of Old Testament allusions yeah. 
that removed from those, then it becomes, well, what it is for most Christians today, just can read it any way, any way you want. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they don't even recognize that it's a literary genre from the Second Temple period. It's a type right. of literature, an apocalypse. Sure. Yeah. But I, I don't want to go down that road. I just wanted to say great observation because mm-hmm. um, maybe we could say it like this, Heather. I always taught, we always taught our children that the Bible is the book of the covenants, part mm-hmm. one and part two. Mm-hmm. Because the word testament, obviously, it's a Latinized, it's an anglicized Latin, it goes back to the Hebrew for covenant. So it is the mm-hmm. book of the covenants. Yeah. And the new covenant is gathering up every covenant. It's mm-hmm. bringing it forward like a relay race. Sure. It's not as if the first legs didn't matter. It actually got us to this point. And when you take that baton, you're, you're bringing the, the weight of it with you. It's a new covenant because it is now in Jesus's blood. Yeah. It was, it's this, it's the same salvation from the Jews for the entire world, which was always the plan from the beginning. And the plan was always in action from the very beginning. So let's say it this way, a couple of things to your point, how do we as Christians handle the Old Testament. First of all, let's think of it as the Bible of Jesus and the early church. Let's just Great point there. That's yeah. If I could make sure that every youth pastor knows that, yes. I would feel like I had done a great thing. <laughs> yes. Secondly, it's telling a story of the one that Jesus calls father. And it's the mm. same story that Jesus is telling. He is reconciling us to the Father. Mm-hmm. That's very, very important because we we miss this very, very easily. And again, it goes back to that Obi-Wan Kenobi illustration of Jesus. Jesus says, look at when you see me, you see the Father. That's right. These words I speak are not my own. They're the mm-hmm. Father's. Meaning that when we see Jesus, we're seeing the Father. Let's turn it around. When you see the Father, no matter what the expression of it is, it's a consonant with the Son. There is yeah. not a discontinuity right. between Father and Son. And that might seem almost a little like, eh, you know, but it is powerful in Christian psychology. Hmm. Yeah. And it means if I'm an everyday youth pastor, when I enter my Old Testament, I'm still seeing the outworking of the story that leads to Jesus and yes. God's character and ethical values still tell me about Jesus. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, I think about it like this. Um, and we'll yeah. try to wrap up the conversation here. And our conversation has been so good with James, we're going to have a part two that we'll check in with you guys next week to keep this conversation going. Um, but I think about it like this. My daughter loves to play with uh, blocks and triangles and circles and squares. And yeah. she has two different kinds of little toys that ha- have the same function, but they have different size circles and different size triangles and different size squares. And sometimes she'll try to put the bigger square in the smaller circle or in 
in the smaller square and it, it doesn't work. And um, I feel like yeah. prior to Jesus's arrival, that's what they were trying to do with God's word was they were taking the different pieces and trying to put them in, but it just wasn't working. And Jesus kind of went like this with the Torah. He went, Hey, I have all the right size pieces <laughs> to play this game. Let me just put them in. Boop, 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 boop. And this is the fulfillment of the Torah, right? This is the fulfillment of how to live out God's word. And now as Christians, what we're trying to do is we're trying to say, Oh, take the Torah out. You know, we've got our own toys to play with and, but it, but it's not connecting well, right? It's not connecting yeah, and, and in it, the hearts it, of people. I, I love your analogy. And it, and we could even transform it into a jigsaw puzzle, right? Sure. Once these pieces start to get in place, we start to see we start to see the big the bigger picture. Yeah. yeah. James, this has been an awesome conversation. I love it. And uh, you know, Mark and I like to stay true to keeping things around 15, 20 minutes for y'all. And so we hope that you'll check in to part two of our conversation with James Whitman, president of uh, the JC Studies, um, and uh, also that maybe you would check out uh, them at jcstudies.com and uh, get connected to taking one of their courses. I would totally recommend Behold the Man, and we'll have all the information on how to connect with James and uh, their organization in the show notes. So friends... Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of uh, First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. And uh, if you want to hear more about what we're doing, upcoming youth worker-only trips to Israel, get connected with us on our Facebook page. Um, Go to firstcenturyyouthministry.com and you can learn more there. All right. We'll see you next week as we continue the conversation with James. Bye. Bye, everyone.